0: Hi, this is Dave Pryor for Leading Agile Sound Notes. The podcast you're about to listen to features Jeff Vogelsang and Tom Churchwell in an interview where they explain the ties approach to planning. This is an approach Jeff and Tom have been using to help clients work out how to manage long-term strategic planning in a way that creates visibility all the way down to the execution level. What the system does is it breaks things down into themes, initiatives, epics, and stories, and that's where you get ties. So the themes are strategic long-term goals that are broken down into time boxes of one to three quarters. Initiatives are themes that are broken down into elements that collectively address the theme. These are usually broken down into time boxes of one to three months. For epics, we're talking about breaking the initiatives down into epics, which are really large stories that are gonna take between one to three sprints to deliver. Now at the story level, we're talking about breaking those epics down into user stories that are small enough that they could be completed by a single team during a sprint in one to three days. I'm really excited about the podcast. Tom showed me this approach in class a few months ago, and I thought it was really amazing. We did a podcast about it, which I'll have a link to in the show notes for this. But I hope you listen to this one all the way through. So I'm not going to have timed show notes for this particular podcast. It really is something you have to get the whole picture of to really understand. But it is a very powerful way to, one, plan things out, but also to help management understand why they can't add new stuff in. It will help them get a better sense of their capacity for work. Now, before we get started with the podcast, I want to mention an upcoming event that I'm really excited about. So on October 15th through the 17th, I'm going to be in Las Vegas giving a presentation as part of the fifth annual Digital PM Summit and the sessions on how to hack Agile to work better in digital agencies. Right before the Digital PM Summit, on October 14th and 15th, I'm going to be holding a special certified Scrum Master class in Las Vegas. We've got a special discount available for folks who are going to be attending the conference. And in addition to covering all the required CSM material, I'm going to try to focus the class on how it relates to the the work that's done by people who are a part of digital agencies. I'm really psyched about the talk and about getting to be a part of the Digital PM Summit again. It's always a really inspiring event that's packed full of sessions that are designed to help digital PMs amp up their game and get better at practicing their craft. So if you'd like more information on the CSM class, you can just go to leadingagile.com training, or you can contact me directly via email at dave.prior at leadingagile.com, and prior spelled P-R-I-O-R. And if you want information on the Digital PM Summit, just go to bureauofdigital.com. All right, so here we go with Jeff Vogelsang and Tom Churchwell on Agile Planning with Ties. Hey, this is Dave Pryor. Welcome to Leading Agile Sound Notes. We are at a retreat this weekend for all the folks at Leading Agile. And finally, we've been able to get Jeff Vogelsang in the room. He's tied to a chair and we're going to make him talk about ties. Very uncomfortable. So, So it's... Tom Churchwell and Jeff Jeff are here. They're both enterprise transformation consultants, <coughs> and
1: we're going to talk about ties and what it actually means. So, since you gave give, birth to this, oh, well, you want to... I was going to okay. say, you know, give context. We talked about this once yes, before, but yeah. I, you know, Jeff really has taught me everything about it, so... So, and I will say that Tom showed it to me in a
0: class, and it was one of the best explanations of how to do planning at that level I've ever seen, so... I'm very excited about it, and now there's a lot of pressure set up.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering what you mean by planning at that level. Um, We put it in place because a client of ours needed to have roughly a four-tiered system of delivery. Okay. Uh, They had a tool set in place uh, that was not congruent with the way that they wanted to describe their work. Okay. So if you think about it, if you were to just do like a vanilla safe implementation, you might have... Something at the top and then epics and then features and then stories. Okay. Uh, Well, there's a popular tool uh, that we all know and love called JIRA. And in JIRA, you're just not allowed to put anything between epics and stories. And it's incredibly difficult if you try. Okay. So, one of the things that I find at clients is um, when you have this problem, what you don't want to do to the people in the system of delivery is give them multiple languages that they have to speak. Yeah. So, if I'm talking to somebody on uh, my planning team, I'm talking about an Epic, but it's really a feature and safe. But because of the tool I'm using, I'm using the word Epic, and my mm-hmm. delivery people need to know to use the word feature. And it's already a difficult problem to understand what the heck we're supposed to be delivering. And so I don't want to be putting people under cognitive load to understand what to say well, in a meeting based on the tool they have. And they may still be struggling with getting from old-time requirements to agile requirements. That's right. So yeah. It's like one more layer of complexity. That's right. Exactly. Okay. So what we did is we wanted to come up with something that was easily rubricable. You know, <laughs> and would, easy to remember. Yeah, rubricable. easy to remember, something that's rubricable. There we go, <laughs> um, good word. So we knew that uh, a lot of the people at the strategy level think thematically, and so okay. we started at the top with themes. Um, there's this concept that what the higher level program managers are doing are still thinking projects okay. uh, or initiatives. So we use the word initiative and that also resonates with a lot of people at a portfolio level. So can you give me an example of a theme and an initiative
0: before we get down to Epic?
2: Yeah. So so thematically, uh, I might be going after um, increased revenue or customer retention in the European market for this customer segment. It definitely ties to some business value. Right. So it's, it's like a goal. It's not like a project or something. Yeah. Yes, okay. it's okay. it's something we're trying to do that has strategic value to the company, um, and that indicates that there are big problems that we need to solve that we probably need to go and figure out how to get our teams to deliver. Okay. May or may not be tied to technology. May or may not. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, and an initiative is is like a realization of that. Okay. So, so I have this need to go and do this. So what do I need to do to go capture those customers or retain those customers? It's some amount of work. And it needs to tie the goal to a strategy and then be something that's convertible to uh, actually a plan. So, give me an example. Uh, So, in this case, I might have, I can't name customers, but I might have a customer who needs a a certain set of data, and that data needs to be formatted in a certain way or have certain um, insights attached to it. So, for that particular customer in this particular segment, in this particular region, I need to actually make that data available, usable, and compelling. Okay. And so that's a pretty big chunk of work. Yeah, but it's but not it's, super specific. It's, it's still, yeah, That's uh, still more strategic than okay. it is execution. And so that's an initiative. Okay. Um, and then if you need to break that down, you might actually want to go and get this specific type of data for the specific customer and figure out what they need. Right. And then you're figuring out how to put that in front of them. And that would be when we'd get down to what we're calling an epic Okay. Uh, which interestingly enough, um, for people who are doing Scrum or, right. or less or things like that, an epic is just a big story. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, the and like, so, <laughs> no, but <I> yeah, <laughs> so, so Safe calls that a feature. Okay. Right, but but for me, it's just a bigger story, and then you need to figure out: is one delivery team going to do that story, or is it going to be two delivery teams? And if so, what are the actual stories that you
1: need to get from that epic? Okay. Yeah. The other thing I liked about calling them epics rather than features is that I have a tendency when I think about features to think about technologies, not okay. outcomes. Right, not somebody doing something. Sure. Uh, and and for me, that's why I like themes, initiatives, epics. Better than features. Yeah. yeah. And so I take
2: that back to the old days when I used to buy Microsoft Word in a box. Uh If you guys remember that. Features were the the actual implemented things in Word that you were buying it for. So if I actually... Yeah, exactly. So if I'm at the initiative level and I'm thinking uh, I need to deliver a tool that allows people to take their words and ideas and create a document from them, um, maybe that's an initiative or maybe that's even the theme, right? I'm delivering this new thing to a new market... Uh, what I don't want to do is say, we need to print, right? And that's, th- that's one of the first things I've ever dealt with when I'm going from traditional requirements to right. more of an Agile requirement. Yeah. Is, uh, I don't want to figure out how I'm going to print using a print driver in Windows. I need the people to be able to take the document that they created and get it out in some way so it's usable. Uh-huh. That's an epic or a feature or whatever, but I don't want to think of it as a feature because features do feel like implementation. And so when you talk to uh, people who are not familiar with um, sort of abstractly breaking things down before you go to implementation... The feature is the thing they think needs to be implemented. They immediately go to technology, they immediately go to solutioning. Yeah, you're just trying to slow the ball down a little bit. I'm trying to slow it down because when you're looking at something at a thematic level, it's a goal you're going after. Okay. If you're looking at something at the initiative level, it's converting that goal into a strategy and doing just enough planning to figure out who needs to do the work and who needs to take the ball forward. Okay. And then the next team is going to actually take that and create a more detailed plan but if you started with the solution yeah. six months ago, it's guaranteed that you're going to get something, but maybe not the right thing. Yeah. Well, and yeah, you might build something that has nothing to do with what you were actually trying to get to. Yeah. When you and so we want to avoid solutions in search of a problem. Okay. We want to understand the problem and delay until the last responsible moment the details yeah. of the solution. Okay. So the way that I also think about it, since we were rubricizing this thing, is uh, when you're at the thematic level, you're actually thinking of goals. When you're at the initiative level, you're thinking of strategy and starting okay. th- to see a plan. All right. When you're at the epic level, you have a plan and you're starting to see a solution. Okay. Right. And then once you're at the story level, you're actually implementing. Yeah, right. And that is not to say that you're not allowed, allowed to do any uh, solutioning at the initiative or the thematic level. But you want to delay it because you don't want to stack the answers.
1: It, okay. It's like you were saying last response moment, doing what's necessary at that level. For right. example, risk management and dependency management, right. and elimination of impediments, and that kind of thing that helps the team go fast yeah. when they do get to the story. That's so right. you don't want a solution too early, right? Because that injects waste. That's right. In, yeah.
2: Well, it also removes options. Well, hold on. Don't
0: go there yet, because I do want to <laughs> ask you about this. I want to I back up for a second. Yeah. Because I just want to get a couple things sorted first. So if someone took a CSM class that I taught or a CSPO class, they would leave with the understanding that there are five levels of agile planning. Vision, roadmap, release, sprint daily. How does that map up against this? It sounds doesn't. really close. Okay.
2: Right? I haven't actually whiteboarded this out. <laughs> he has. I saw it. Yeah. So vision is goals. Uh, roadmap usually, depends on what you mean by roadmap, right? So a strategic roadmap. A strategic business roadmap. roadmap I, I feel like the strategic roadmap is an outcome of goal setting at the business level. Okay. And so the themes are going to be driven by the goals. Okay. The strategic road mapping is going to be something you're thinking about there. Okay. But I think it's a little early if you're at the th- like the thematic level to yeah. have a detailed strategic roadmap. Okay. I think it's up to the in, the people working at the initiative level to instantiate that roadmap. Okay. And then they're providing direction to people at what we would call a program level, um, so that they can have adequate plans.
1: Okay. I think there's an element here of the sizing yes. that we haven't talked about yet. The rubric itself. That, yeah. That's why I don't want to go yet. So hold on. Okay. Just right. One yeah, more, yeah, I'm just one with more yeah, question. <laughs> I just, there's
0: some like little things that I just want to get out of the way. So one of the things that I often encounter are people who want to be told this is a theme, this is an epic, this is a feature. And I it sound, what I always see is they go all over the place depending where you are. There's no set definition as wide of this is what a feature is and it always breaks down to this. Mm-hmm. Epics always break down to that because people... Theme
2: to feature to epic, or epic to feature to theme, or whatever. Do you guys find that as well? I do, and I don't like that. Um, So, what I've tried to do is find ways of looking at some chunk of work and then give you the rubrics to figure out what it might be. Okay. Right? So, if I've got a team. Uh, let's say we have a team at a program level and a program for leading agile more often than not means like a product owner mm-hmm. and people around the product owner kind of looks like a scrum team yep. but their goal is to um, assemble make clear make ex- like just amazingly good backlogs for a set of delivery teams Yep. so it's kind of like leveraging the product owner role at scale okay. um, I don't know that I want to get into how that might map onto other methodologies but when you have people at that level they often are getting work that is too big, okay. or unclear, or they're discovering through delivery the need for big work. Okay. And so, if I'm just saying, "Well, what is this? Is this a story, an epic, an initiative, or theme?" I don't know. Let's talk about it. Okay. Right. So, this thing that you just discovered. Uh, you know that you're, you need to deliver to this market, but what you just discovered is the scaling issue in the technology is ridiculous. Right. Like you thought you had a gigabyte problem and you have a petabyte problem. So, okay. you know, a million times bigger. I actually don't know if that math is right, but I think it's close. <laughs> Good um, enough for a
0: Sunday morning at an off-site. So,
2: so you're sitting there and you're thinking, um, what do I do? Okay, well, do I think this is going to engage a couple of delivery teams for three months? Right. Okay, well, so maybe that's an initiative. But I don't care if it's an initiative yet, let's talk about the problem yeah, right. and get it clear and then yeah. figure out where we need to feed it into the system to figure out what to do next. Okay. But if it's a, uh, this is gonna take one team, one sprint and it's super valuable, well, it's probably a story or a few stories okay. or, or what we might call an epic in this system. Okay. So for me, it's much more important to think about what is the problem you're solving and how much of the system you might need to invest in solving that problem and right. when. Then I can start telling you what I think it might be Okay. And then we have really good approaches for digesting that work and, and feeding into the right place. Okay.
0: So now we can get to the topic you've both been aiming at, which we're yes. sort of segueing into anyway. Yeah. And this was one of the most powerful things I thought when you showed the class how to do this was it's not just getting clarity on what you're trying to do, but it also if you look at it against the other stuff in the system, tells you when there's we can't where are we gonna put it? There's no place for it. Can you guys talk about that?
1: Relative sizing, is that what you're Yeah, the
0: sizing of it and understanding when there's capacity in the system like you just said how much are we going to set aside for or we don't have room to do it?
1: how does that play out yeah so i mean th- there's an element of it that uh that the teams like at the portfolio level and the program level have to have representation like you were saying it's almost like a abstraction of a of a delivery team they've got they've got quality representation, they've got architecture representation, they've got programming representation, and somebody's the voice of the customer, right? That that layer. And I think that having all of those roles represented is critical to figuring out, is this initiative, is, you know, what is it? What is it that we're working with and what's the outcome that we're after. Um, and then as we go through that, that's I think when the rubric rubric applies. Okay. Right? You've got one to three quarters for a theme. This is- Oh, one. that was the part, yeah, that, yeah. we didn't explain it. So no, no. So we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah.
2: so uh, at some and point- And it's sizing, not estimating,
1: right? It's a little bit different.
2: It's roughly sizing, yeah. So I figured out uh, the exact problem that you were talking about, which is people want to know what it is. And in reality is I don't really care uh, what the real sizes are, but what I found is one to three seems to fit at every planning horizon. Okay. So, so, and it's really important to think about this in terms of the planning horizon for me. Yeah. So so if I'm on a delivery team and I'm inside a Sprint and I'm practicing Scrum, right? Uh, generally speaking, I'm looking at two weeks to deliver something potentially shippable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want small stories and I want to be finishing <laughs> them mm-hmm. routinely quickly, so I'm looking at one to three days roughly because I have 10 business days. Yep. So if I can do one to three days, I can be finishing a couple stories every three days.
0: And, and just for the folks listening, when he says done, that means taking a story, post it on the wall, all the way through design, development, and testing so that it is shippable in two to three days. End to end, right. end to end. Yes, that's yes. right. Okay.
1: So, so even like, if it's toggled off, it, it, it's something that it's, could be shipped. Yes, yeah, there's nothing else we have to do to it.
2: Yeah, right, yeah, and, and a lot of times when we start with teams, you know, it's can we just get it done by the end of the sprint? Right. But I want to use the rubric to say, even if today your, your stories are five to 10 days to complete, the rubric is one to three. Okay. One is awesome, three is good. Uh, maybe you can never get there, but that's the rubric. Okay. And also recognizing the way humans work, um, I think of tasks, which people often break their stories down into, as one mm-hmm. to three hours. Okay. Because that's half a day but for that an average rubric, human. Right? Yeah. It doesn't, though. It's one to three hours okay. for a task, which is under a sprint. I'm just or saying sorry, story.
1: T-I-E-S-T is a... Uh,
2: yeah, so I'm not, trying to, I'm not <laughs> trying to do that. I'm just saying how this thing works with the different planning horizons. Because yeah. if I'm planning a day. Unless you did ideal it, time. Yes, yeah.
1: the real point is, is that go. by yeah. having Tised them. It. Yes, you could do that. So the, the real point, though, is by having them be small like that, you can get more consistent delivery pace. Right. Right. You can be, become more predictable. Right. The teams can do better planning. It, it's, and it's a
2: way of thinking about it. Yeah. Right. So if I'm thinking about my stories as breaking down into three 20 hour tasks no way I'm thinking of one-to-three-day stories. But if I'm thinking of it as a series of one-to-three-hour tasks, which I can schedule into, maybe I'm doing this one on Tuesday morning, and maybe I'm doing this one on Wednesday afternoon, now all of a sudden I can see how to plan a story in one-to-three days. So that's kind of like a humane way of looking Uh at the way people can spend their time. Like people come to work, they do some work, they have lunch, right? They come back and they do some work, and if you're giving them focus time then tasks that take one to three hours are roughly half a day, and it's much easier to think about how to plan that way. And, and sustainable pace isn't just a you know pipe dream. That's right. And yeah. so I often see people who have a, th- a three-story. They think it's going to take a few days, but there's like 40 or 60 hours of individual tasks in there. And some of them are 12 hours. And and it just like, doesn't line you, up. Yeah. You just can't line up. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, and then if you roll up a level, then you're looking at people at a program level who are working on epic size things. So okay. I like to think of those as one to three sprints, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? So again, I don't know exactly how many sprints it's gonna take and I don't care. But if it's more than one to three sprints, now you're going out into the month's range okay. and it feels too big. If it's one to two sprints, it feels pretty good for a big, a big story
1: yeah right? and at that team at that level also though there there's like this begin with the end in mind thing that you've got to do where you're you're thinking about how things are going to go or break up to different teams mm-hmm. with the with the outcome intended of them coming together into something that's a releasable piece of value right, right. It's, so it's almost the mvp or the mmf whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. that is when all these pieces come back together we're going to have something that we can really demonstrate that's going to be Um, something we, you know, potentially put in front of a customer and actually get some feedback on, right? Actually make some kind of course correction and validate whatever experiment it is that we're trying to do. That's right. And you want to do that as quickly as possible. All right. So we got one to three... uh days
2: for the story, one to three sprints for the epic, what about the initiative? So that's where it gets more interesting because at the, for me at least at the sprint level, people think in sprints and I think it's really useful to think in sprints. Okay. Uh, that said, I know there's a side note where if you're running Kanban at the delivery yeah. level, we have to have a different conversation. Yes, don't confuse me. I know, <laughs> so I just, uh, I know that's one of the first things I get, but what if you're not doing Scrum? Yeah. Um, But at that next level up, you have people who are more uh, used to dealing with things that look like real units of time. And they're used to seeing schedules and they're thinking about plans and they're thinking about staffing. And so I think when you're looking at initiatives, you're shooting for one to three months. Okay. Right. So at this point, you're looking at something up to the size of a quarter. So again, I'm thinking in planning units, right? People like to budget in quarters and in years. So if I'm looking at a small project that I'm trying to get to market as fast as possible, one to three months feels really reasonable in terms of trying to break the work down and get a reasonable outcome quick. Okay. And and by expressing it in months, you're allowing the people who tend to think in units of time to think in units of time. So right? less cognitive dissonance there. Exactly, okay. for the folks who are doing
1: that. Well, the other valuable thing that I think comes out of that is that when we're at that level of planning and we're starting to look at initiatives... Uh, the capacity of the team starts to play in how do we prioritize what we're going to do uh, well before we get to the point where we're saying, oh, we can't get all this done, right? It's it's way ahead of the time that we start to realize the pragmatic limitations of the system of delivery. And where it gets tricky there, too, is now you're
2: thinking in parallel, right? So when you're looking at the team level and you're looking at sprints and days and tasks, that's fine. But when you're at the initiative level, you're starting right. to think of, I need these three teams to be moving. Yeah, okay. So you might have three teams in parallel. Yep. that are working on things that are one to three sprints. And how okay. do those roll up to something? It gets much harder then. So then you are thinking in units of time, but also how can you marshal your teams within that unit of time in parallel to achieve the bigger project level
1: outcome? It's, uh, it's it's not so hard, though, because there usually aren't any business dependencies or technology dependencies, and so it's just pretty smooth. Sailing. Yeah, right. usually teams have anything and everything
2: that's, they need at the beginning right. of the sprint, and there aren't any problems. Sorry for the sarcasm there. It's I know that's...
0: Yeah, oh, yeah we're going to have to put
2: a little disclaimer. This yeah, <laughs> sarcasm <laughs> disclaimer? Okay. Yeah. okay. So what about the theme level? That is one to three what? So at that point, we're looking at something like one to three quarters. Okay. Right, so, and again, we're thinking in the units of what the business is thinking about. So, we're trying to get away from multi year open ended projects. Okay. So, if you're trying to break things down and, and convert your goals into reality uh, on a faster time scale, you're trying to get sub one year. And ideally, it would be great to do every quarter, but one to three quarters feels completely reasonable, especially when you're getting started. Okay. So, I'm now budgeting teams, I'm not budgeting projects, I'm budgeting for less than a year, not mm-hmm. big multi year. And over the course of us getting better at it, we'd like to start at something less than a year and get to something less than a quarter. And when you're going into the future and you're trying to do things like continuous delivery, you definitely want to be delivering under the quarter, Right. So now you want to be able to maybe even get rid of themes and just deliver initiatives every one to three months. Okay, But in the beginning, you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. So let's start with get rid of yearly budget projects and let's go to one to three quarter themes.
1: Yeah. So that's probably one of the best things that you can do for helping that get streamlined. Yes. Just get get the work set up so that the teams know what they're going to be working on or how much they have to work with and then start figuring out what you want them to work on.
0: So I want to try to explain something to you guys, and you tell me if I have this right, because I think I do, but I I want to make sure. So if I'm in the organization, and I am looking at um, five different epics that I want to have worked on, so that would be five different things that are going to be one to three sprints long. But I only have three teams. So that means that this is going to tell me that I'm trying to plan more than I can do into the box of time, because I have more work than the teams can do.
1: Correct. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, we'd have to look at it in detail, but generally it sounds like, yeah, you've, you've, you've tried to take on more stuff than, than can, can get done, yes. Yeah, because
0: this was one of the things that I thought was so powerful was that by looking at all the things that are going to be one to three, it's one to three um, days for a story, one to three sprints for an epic for one
1: team. Correct? Yeah, okay. well, so I mean, there's always a caveat. So, in my experience, uh, a lot of teams, uh, they love a challenge, right. right? And so, it, and that's why so I they said might to, try to do it. But if you have a team that's really mature, if you've gone through all of this and right. and, and they've got continuous delivery in place and they are able to really break stuff down and you've got a clear understanding of what your minimal viable product is or what is the, the highest level value, you can tier the way that those get. Uh, given to the team so that they're producing end-to-end some okay. piece of functionality that you can then pivot off of, right? So uh, I look at it and say, initially, I think, yes, but it, because are... Because I'm looking
0: at five things that I'm trying to fit into three slots. That was the thing that you showed that I was like, oh, yeah. that's yes. huge. Yes. At the management level, they're just asking for stuff. Often without The, the only to caveat is
1: that it control. depends on the maturity right. of that system of delivery, right? right? If you're at Base Camp One and Two and folks are learning this, yeah, absolutely, yeah, you've you've over over um, strained the system, right? right. You've, yeah, and just but, it, to but some words, what you were right, just saying that you can do some stuff.
2: Since you said Base Camp One, so for us that means teams are predictable and stable, yep. right? So, so it's just I feel like it's important to say yes, that because sure. not everybody's going to know what those mean. So when we're trying to get teams better. Uh, We often find that they're practicing some level of Scrum or some level Kanban, but the reality is is if you look at what they can do in any given time period, it's unpredictable. You have things like managers going in and plopping people and putting them on side projects, things like that. So even if you had an idea, Right. that they were sprinting, you would have no idea what they can actually deliver. Okay. Right? So once you get to the point where the teams are pretty well protected, they have everything they need, they're able to uh, own their work, they're able to you know, be effective, right. then you can start seeing what a one to three sprint epic would look like for a team like that. Okay. And then you're getting them to the point where you could see, let's say I had three of those. Yep. Um, maybe the way that they lay out in a sprint plan means I can do two at the same time, and it takes two sprints. And we'll leave the other one until later. And like we'll two. leave the other one until okay. later. Or I need to do all of the first one all the way through and yeah. delay the other two. Okay. If we are still starting all three at the same time, we're probably not actually predictable. Okay. Cool.
0: So if people want to get in touch with either of you to find out more about this, what's the
2: best way to get in touch with you? Uh, I'm in most places. Uh, my name at, uh, at Twitter. My name on LinkedIn. Tell them your name. Jeff Vogelsang. Tell them how to spell it. yes uh, <J-E-F-F-B-S-1> <laughs> Victor. Not Jeff. O G E L S A N G. Some people try to spell my name G E O F F or. Okay. All yeah. right.
0: That's true. That's true.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. So it's just my name at all the different social media outlets. Okay. And Tom? Tom.Churchwell at leadingangel.com. I'm also T Churchwell on Twitter, I think. Okay. I don't remember. I'll, right I'll on put it all in my church. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's no dots in my name. So
0: yeah. Is so. there any. I don't believe there's a resource online other than the thing that we've already recorded where people can read up on this or anything, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, I, out of I know of. Into practice, yeah, we right? just, yeah, okay.
2: there's, I don't think this is documented anywhere. But I'm Well, sure that's why I wanted to get you
0: on that very soon, right? That's, that's why I wanted to
2: get you on here. Right, yes. yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. I mean, I definitely, uh, at, at our clients, we have things where we show this because I try to make this visual. Yeah, because it feels very formulaic here, but we've got things where you can see like graphically, if it's going to be, you know, if it's going to engage two programs over three months, it's probably this, you know, Mm -hmm. and if it's going to be one team for three sprints, it's probably this. And if you're solving these problems over this time scale, it's probably this other thing. Okay. So I try not to make this a recipe. We try to make it super visual. Yeah. Cool. Cool.
0: All right guys, thanks for doing this. This was great. Sure. Yeah. My pleasure. And now we can untie Jeff from the Yes. Show. <laughs> Yay. It wasn't right. so bad. <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs>